welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. Today's call, we're going to continue talking about seven reasons people fail and what to do about it. See, on yesterday's call, we established an absolute fact. Failure is not a result of your size, tall, short, weight challenged, or model for, even if you're a model for some fashion magazine. Failure is not a result of your age, as there are people who exhibit a wisdom beyond their years, and there are some who definitely don't think and act their age. Bottom line, everyone will experience failure at some point in their lives. The question is, do we have a spiritual and mental fortitude to overcome failure when it knocks on our door? Here are seven reasons people fail and what to do about it. And we're going to start with a brief review from yesterday. Yes, we are. First, people fail because they hold on to the past. God wants to do a new thing in our lives, but he can't as long as we hold on to the past. We spend our time asking God to make yesterday better. We'll never experience what he wants to do for our tomorrows. Isaiah 43, 19, 49, classic amplified Bible. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? See, we need to be expecting the new thing. Yesterday, we encouraged you to begin confessing God is doing a new thing in your life. Mm. And second, <clears throat> people fail because of fear. Fear of failure holds a lot of people back, and it keeps them from maximizing their potential for success. Make no mistake about it. Fear does not come from God. It's a trick of the enemy to keep you neutralized and not going anywhere. Here are seven quick truths about that are found in 2 Timothy 1.7. 2 Timothy 1.7. First, fear doesn't come from God. Second, God doesn't want you timid. He doesn't want you to be a coward. I mean, when it comes to expressing your godly opinions and doing what is right, he doesn't want you cringing about the things that you think could go wrong. Third, God has given you a special gift, a dispensation. Fourth, God has given you a spirit of power. Now, remember, fear is also a spirit, and you can cast that spirit down. Yes, you can. With a spirit of power, the strength to overcome any and everything through God. Fifth, God wants you acting in love. Sixth, God wants your life to be calm, not living in the tyranny of the urgent, and with a well-balanced mind. That's what the scripture says. Seventh, God wants you living a life disciplined by the word, exercising self-control over the temptations of the enemy. God wants us to eliminate fear of failure and fear in any other form the enemy would send against us. Absolutely. Third, people fail because of a negative attitude. Are you facing a big assignment, a task that simply looks overwhelming? one for which you feel totally unprepared for? Can you imagine how Joshua felt when God announced that his servant Moses was dead 
that Joshua would be taking his place. Joshua really had a big job. And even though he served Moses, the thought must have been somewhat overwhelming to him. You ever been given an assignment at work or church, civic organization, that you found just a bit intimidating? If so, we can learn a valuable lesson from Joshua and learning how Joshua prepared for his new assignment. We can apply the same wisdom that he used and what wisdom it is. Joshua 1.8, Classic Amplified. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. So now let's pick up where we left off on yesterday's call. Fourth, people fail because of a lack of focus. Focus can simply be defined as what we've always said, whatever has your attention. If the things of God have your focus, you will be a destiny maker. However, if you, if not, and your lack of focus can be a destiny breaker. Luke 9, 41, Luke 9, verse 41 in the Message Bible says, Jesus said, what a generation, no sense of God, no focus to your lives. How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up this? God wants us focused on his plans for our lives. We need to set specific, measurable goals with reasonable timelines and stay focused on our objective until we reach it. It's not enough to shoot at a target. We need, well, we must hit it to turn failure into success. It's true. Philippians 3.13, 3.13 in the New Living Translation says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Hallelujah. Fifth. People fail because of sin and compromise. The quickest way to fail is to compromise with sin. Samson obviously had an eye for beautiful women. It didn't matter to him if they were saints or sinners, as long as they appealed to his flesh. He was continually traveling into enemy territory, going into the land of the Philistines, looking for attractive women, some of whom were prostitutes. Judges 16.1, 16.1, New Living Translation. One day Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza, spent the night with a prostitute. It's important, critical, that we never put ourselves in an environment where evil is present, especially the area of temptation. It's a weakness to us. If you have a problem with alcohol or sex, worst place that you can go is in a bar. People go to bars to drink, in many cases to find a companion for sex. If you desire to lose weight, the worst place to go is to eat at a buffet, especially one with a big dessert bar. I've seen some of those. <laughs> As the old saying goes, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. James 4.17, 4.17, classic amplified. See any person who knows what is right to do but does not do it, to him, it is sin. 
The Bible is not a book of suggestions. It's a book of absolutes. It's important to understand that we can compromise procedures, how we do things, but we can never compromise our principles. More specifically, the principles found in God's Word. Mm-hmm. Six, people fail because they make excuses instead of accepting responsibility. There is never a winner when you play the blame game. Actually, you might say, actually, there is a winner. The devil wins. That's and right. Everybody else loses. Genesis 3, 12 and 13. Genesis 3, 12 and 13. Right in the smack dab beginning of the Bible. In the classic Amplified, it says, And the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled, cheated, outwitted, and deceived me, and I ate. You know, at the beginning of the human family tree, there was a root of excuses and blame that went deep. The fallen nature of man always, always wants someone to blame. Adam blamed God because he had given him the woman. Eve blamed the snake. You know, shifting blame didn't work for them, and it's not going to take us very far either. It's always easy to point the finger to blame someone else. However, the scripture has something very specific to say about the pointing the finger of blame. In Isaiah 58.9, Isaiah 58.9 New American Standard Bible, it says, Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. The moment we stop pointing the finger of blame and accept responsibility for our own mistakes is the moment we begin our journey towards success. So true. Seventh, People fail because they give up too soon. If you attempt anything significant in your life, there are going to be times when you feel like quitting, giving up, throwing in the towel. But in those moments when the burden of failure, weighing heavy and pressing in, always remember, as the saying goes, it's darkest before the dawn. Plus, we serve an on-time God. Hallelujah. I love that song. Mm-hmm. We serve an on-time God, and we should never give up. Romans 12, 11, 12, 11, contemporary English version. Never give up. Equally follow the Holy Spirit and serve the Lord. You can actually personalize that Romans 12, 11, contemporary English version, by saying this. Never give up, Vincent. Equally follow the Holy Spirit and serve the Lord. Never give up Dave. Equally follow the Holy Spirit and serve the Lord. That's so good. As believers, we must know that God always, always works things out for us. Victory and history often come from the ashes of failure or disadvantage. That's right. Paul wrote most of the epistles while in prison. Florence Nightingale reorganized the hospitals in England from her sickbed. George Washington Carver suffered great discrimination but became a great scientist. Beethoven was deaf. Charles Dickens, the author, was lame and couldn't walk. Thomas Edison, the inventor of the telephone, was deaf. Plato, the philosopher, 
was a hunchback. Louis Pasteur was partially paralyzed when he found the cure for many diseases. Abraham Lincoln was raised in poverty, but led America through the dark years of the Civil War. President Franklin D. Roosevelt was stricken with polio, but he led America during World War II. We must never give up when times are tough and things don't go right. Tough times breeds tough leaders. As a born-again believer, we should recognize that failure is never final unless we make it so. Failure should never be viewed as the end, but rather as the opportunity for a new beginning. We need to understand that failure, as I said earlier, is an event. It's not who you are. Failure is a sign that things need to change. We come to the realization that we need to take whatever steps are necessary to bring about the changes needed on our journey to success. We made a huge step forward. So never allow a setback to hold you back from making your comeback. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Go to haroldherring.com. Click the button that says sow a seed. Just ask God what seed he'd have you sow. Do what he says. That's all we ever ask. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.